Whether you have a skin interest, a skin query, a skin trauma, or skin disease, I warmly welcome you to Heal Thy Skin, a podcast brought to you by Derm Health Co. I'm Marnie, dermal clinician, dermoscopist, and your podcast host. Skin is deeper than beauty, and our mission is to build the largest platform of specialized practitioners focused on skin health and skin empowerment. Join me each week where we go deep into the skin and beyond to hear stories and education from leading practitioners on a journey of skin health. Studies have shown that consumers are simply not using enough sunscreen, with an average of people using only 25% of the sunscreen that they actually should be. Um, Many of us aren't getting the sun protection that we really need. We need two teaspoons worth of sunscreen for your head, shoulders and neck, and another two tablespoons worth for the rest of your body for full coverage. Welcome to episode number eight of the Heal Thy Skin podcast. I'm Marnie, your host, and today I'm speaking with Sam Sheehan, Managing Director of Suncare Australia and Asia. The mission of Suncare is to give you the UV awareness that you need to safely enjoy every day that you spend outside. Sunscreen is not a complete solution. And since sunscreen is invisible when it's both working and not working, how do you know that your sunscreen is still doing its job? So to solve this problem, Suncare developed Spot, a smart UV indicating sticker to take the guesswork out of applying and reapplying sunscreen. Sam shares how his journey into SunSmart awareness brought advanced technology and research to an everyday routine and the importance of knowing you're protected in the sun. I started by asking Sam, what are UV rays? UV rays, or like commonly known as ultraviolet radiation, is the, um, it's the part of the sunlight which causes sunburn, um, skin cancer, as well as skin damage. So not just the burns and cancers, it can be from ageing, which causes you wrinkles um, through to sunspots and that kind of stuff as well. Okay, and why should we be concerned about UV? We hear a lot about it in the media, um, but what is the main kind of risk and concern? Yeah, sure. So I guess I sort of touched on in the question before. So exposure or overexposure to, to UV radiation, is a, it's a major risk factor for nearly all skin cancers. And the issue being is that Sunlight is sort of the main um, source of UV rays, so it's almost sort of inescapable unless you're just constantly indoors with no windows. Mm. And are you able to provide a bit of a breakdown of the different types of UV rays? Um, Are they only from the sun? Yeah, so I guess um, there's three types of UV rays, but the predominant two are UVA and UVB. So, I mean, UVA stands for ultraviolet um, A, and that can be easily remembered as the ageing rays. So UVA is what causes um, long-term skin damage and photoaging. So in other words, it pretty much causes premature ageing, wrinkles and sunspots, which obviously most people uh, want to avoid. The next is UVB rays, um, which obviously stands for ultraviolet B, and it's referred to as the burning rays. So the, this is what causes sunburn. 
So unlike UVA, they have different strengths at different times of the year. So UVB rays are the common cause of most skin cancers. So that's why it's important to have uh, predominant protection around UVB. And then the third, which is sort of like the least commonly known of um, UV light is, yeah, obviously ultraviolet C. And so while it's the strongest and most deadly of the rays, like that's what our ozone layer stops um, from reaching it. So that's where I guess there's such an importance in keeping our ozone layer as healthy as we can. Sam, you know, we know that sunscreen um, can obviously protect us from the sun, but it's also been termed the second line of defence. Should we be relying on sunscreen alone? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, as you said, like it is a, the second line of defence and it is a good one. Um, it's important to use sunscreen as an added defence layer. So not all UV light is blocked by sunscreen. So, for example, um, a sunscreen with an SPF of 15 protects against about 93% of UVB rays and one with an SPF of 30 protects against 97% of rays according to the Mayo Clinic there. So no SPF actually blocks 100% of UV rays. And I mean, any sort of UV rays begins that damage process. So it's important also to, to supplement your sunscreen use with trying to avoid direct sunlight. So if you can be in the shade as much as possible, through to wearing hats, uh, sunglasses and sort of long sleeve shirts and long pants. Obviously, that's not always attainable to to be doing that but i mean that's how you stay fully protected Mm, really interesting especially because i'm seeing more sunscreens that are coming out that are claiming that they're higher than 30 plus and i know in the u.s they've even got sunscreens that might be like 100 spf um so that doesn't really um convey the right message does it if sunscreens just simply can't actually um, protect us from 100% of the UV. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, like, as you can, well, like, as you heard just from me saying before, it's not a direct correlation, sort of the number 15 to how much it blocks of UV. Mm. And that's sort of like a common public misconception, nearly, that the difference between SPF 15 and 30, in theory, as anyone would think without reading into it, it would be double the protection when really it's it's the matter of just a few percent or like it's not it's not a double and SPF 50 is just a, a a percent and a half more or something along those lines so it can definitely be misleading to consumers seeing the difference of 15 30 and 50 when in in reality it's not that big of a difference mm, that's really interesting and I was just actually looking at the UV index in Melbourne today um, we are in the first day of autumn but um, the UV index is going to be in the extreme so um, even in Melbourne where we typically have the lower kind of UV of parts of Australia and I know you're based up north um, even on days in autumn it's really important that we are protecting our skin from the uv um so can you explain a little bit more about how sunscreens work um there's you know chemical physical sunscreens there's lots of misinformation and people i know often get confused about which type of sunscreen to choose yeah sure so i mean i'll i'll run through each um sort of briefly so i'll start with some organic chemicals like including so for the physical sunscreens, apologies. So including minerals such as zinc oxide or titanium oxide, 
that act as a physical block. So they actually reflect the UV rays similar to how white paint reflects light. The white coloured noses on beachgoers sort of through the 80s and 90s were due to these, the compounds in the sunscreen. So because manufacturers make the inorganic particles much smaller now, we don't tend to see the visible white. And that's why you can get these physical sunscreens or natural sunscreens as you might see them advertised um, that can fully appear to soak in or not not have a lot of colour there. Mm. So along with the inorganic chemicals then, so sunscreens can often contain um, organic chemicals with names such as avobenzone or oxybenzone, which are probably the most commonly heard. So instead of these actually physically deflecting the UV light, these molecules um, are there to absorb the UV radiation. So through their chemical bonds, um, as the bonds absorb the UV radiation, the components of the sunscreen slowly break down and then release heat. So that's obviously why you're told to reapply X amount of times for whatever activities you're, you're doing. Mm. And I guess then this could also explain why some people have reactions to certain types of sunscreens, right? Because if it's releasing heat in the skin with the inorganic or inorganic chemicals rather, um, if someone is particularly sensitive, that heat could cause sensitivity or skin rashes. Um, so uh, your skin condition was like, then it may reflect on what type of sunscreen you yeah. use, correct? Yeah, absolutely correct. And it's sort of one of those, one of those things where not one sunscreen is going to work for everyone. And I mean, if a, a sunscreen company is claiming to be SPF 50 plus, it's more about finding the one that works best for you. So this can be dependent upon what activity you're doing. You might find some are better if you're going to the beach or swimming. Others might be a little lighter in nature so they don't feel as heavy or oily on the skin all the way through to sensitivity issues. So some people may not be able to have the commonly referred to as chemical sunscreens. Um, they may, may need to use a more physical-based or more natural sunscreen just to avoid any flare-ups that they may have um, on a personal level. So it's really like down to user preference. Like you want to try as many as you can to sort of figure out which one's going to be best for you. Mm, that's a really good point. I've heard people express how they got burnt even after reapplying sunscreen. I'm sure you've heard that as well. What's the best explanation for this? or best answer to these people? Yeah, so, I mean, it's a hard one. So, look, I guess no one likes to be told that they aren't doing something correctly. Like, no one in the world <laughs> likes to be told that in reality, no matter Human what nature. it's about. Exactly, whether it's brushing your teeth through to a maths problem, you don't like hearing that you're doing something wrong. So, like, on that, though, sunscreen is notorious for never being used properly and I say never with almost an amount of certainty that very very few people actually wear sunscreen properly so I say that because there's a lot of clinical data out there and um, studies that show an average uh, consumers use an average of 25 percent of what they should actually be using to attain the SPF cover that's that's advertised on the bottle so what I mean by that is if you read on the bottle or you look online how much sunscreen you actually need to attain that, that SPF cover, 
it's actually a hell of a lot. So if you're not wearing that amount, it actually just decreases the level of cover. So what we like to say is you're better off using an SPF 15 properly than using a quarter of what you would with an SPF 50. So mm, it's just makes, about the usage there. Makes complete sense. And I think it's something like six teaspoons for the whole body, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's quite a lot. So it's nearly like a shot glass for sort of each limb. So wow. like you don't think that's a lot, but when you actually measure, I mean, sorry, measure sunscreen out in a shot glass, you, you understand that it's actually quite a bit. And I mean, the, the consumption and the amounts used coupled with activities. So things like swimming and then toweling off after you've been swimming in the water pretty much wipes away all the sunscreen that you've put on. So people don't understand that they might put it on, they'll wait their 20 minutes or half an hour go for a swim, come out, but then they'll, they'll wipe, wipe themselves off. So sunscreen's just binding to, to your skin there. But as soon as you use a towel and wipe it, it's actually going to just wipe straight off. Mm, that's really interesting. And also with some sunscreens, I know that it's actually recommended that you apply it 20 minutes before you have any sun exposure. And some people with really fair skin may get sunburnt within 10 minutes of being in the sun. So before the sunscreen even has an opportunity to start working, they're already exposing their skin to damaging UV. And, and sometimes I'm sure that their sunburn is actually in those first 10, 20 minutes um, rather than th throughout the day after the sunscreen starts working as well. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where, like I mentioned before, it comes back to finding the right sunscreen for you and also the right sun behaviours as general because you're right. Some people do get burnt very quickly and it doesn't really matter what time of day for some people. So that's just where it comes back to knowing your body as well as knowing the sort of measures that you need to put in place to protect it. Mm, absolutely. So, Sam, what about sun protection interests you so much? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I think here in Australia, um, I live on the Gold Coast now, so up in sunny Queensland, I think pretty much everyone I know, and I mean myself personally, um, has been affected by skin cancer in one way or another. So whether it's sort of an immediate family member or you yourself. Um, so I've had several moles cut out of me now that have been, that have sort of looked bad and whatnot. And I've had family members that have had skin cancers cut out as well. And also friends that have lost loved ones to, to sort of skin cancer. And I guess... What hit home about that is skin cancer is one of the few cancers that we know exactly what causes it, and that being sunlight and UV rays. So it sort of astounds myself and also like everyone that I talk to um, and everyone on our team at Suncare that skin cancer is actually a 95% preventable. Mm. So the fact that we know what causes it and we know how to prevent it, and yet it still affects so many people day-to-day um, -day here in Australia and around the world. Mm. Yeah, so now that you're the Managing Director of Suncare, um, can you explain a little bit more about um, Spot UV, which is a product that Suncare has just bought out? Yes, yeah, so Spot My UV is a, it's a skin-mimicking sticker that tells you when your sunscreen is no longer protecting you. So basically how it works is you put the spot or the sticker um, on yourself. So generally in an exposed area, like on the side of your bicep or on the back of your hand, um, 
it will be purple, which means you're unprotected. So go out in the sun, it'll stay that purple colour. Apply sunscreen over the sticker and on the rest of your body, so obviously to all your exposed areas, at which point the, the spot will begin to turn clear, indicating that you're protected from harmful UV rays. So it does both UVA and UVB, so to help with the ageing and also the burning side of things. So it does this through a UV-activated ink, meaning that the UV light hits the spot. It turns purple when the UV light is... Oh, sorry. It turns purple when UV light is hitting it, meaning that you're not protected, and then it deactivates when UV light is no longer hitting it. So that means that your sunscreen's working, so it's either reflecting or blocking it. So the skin-mimicking layer is important because... It, it binds to the sticker the same way as it binds to your face or your arm or your legs. So it's very accurate across many different activities. So whether you're swimming, riding a bike, or just reading a book outside, it factors in all of those um, sort of third-party issues and then, react, and then shows you um, how the rest of your body's reacting to it as well. Wow, fascinating. Um, so... It sounds simple. I mean, um, when the when you're not protected by UV, it goes clear, and when oh sorry, when you are not protected by UV, it goes purple, and when you are, it goes clear. How did this idea um, come about? Uh, yeah, for sure. So, oops, sorry. Um, so basically, the company was founded by three Canadians. Funnily enough, who would have thought that that up there north, <laughs> where it's actually they're having a snow day today that um, that something like this would be created. So it was actually made by um, university students in their final year of engineering, um, and they had to come up with a problem to solve that they thought um, would be sort of something that they could help out with. So they obviously came up with a lot of different problems worldwide that, that sort of a tool could be made to help fix, but kept, but kept coming back to the idea of measuring UV exposure as um, everyone involved in the company then, or this is, I guess, pre-company, everyone involved in the university assignment had a family history of issues around skin cancers. So when they realised that that was something that's solely caused by UV um, radiation, they thought, well, this is something that's a big issue worldwide um, and that, that can be fixed. So... Um, they started looking at options, found sunscreen as the most convenient way to protect your skin. So we as a team studied how sunscreen works, where and how it comes off, and then created materials which, one, monitored the UV light, so in the ink, and two, absorbed sunscreen like your, your skin, so it could properly monitor when it was there and once it had, had rubbed off or it stopped working. Wow, fascinating. So many huge ideas come from university students and this is just another one of them. So um, tell us though how engineers and scientists play such an important role in the development of developing, you know, a SunSmart product that actually works. It's, yeah. it's science ba um, meets health. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, being in this industry, so it's very important that a product is based on science and sort of has a rock-solid rock foundation to be built on to ensure, one, that we have market trust. So no one's going to trust a product that's not backed up with science in this, especially when it comes down to your health or your children's health. So 
it's it's something that sort of needs to be done um, to have any sort of brand trust or recognition um, in the market. So there's that point, and then two that it actually works. So we don't want to make all these claims that the sticker works the same way um, as the rest of your skin unless it actually does, and that it actually can help prevent sunburn and like help you with, like be a tool basically to indicate when you're not protected anymore. So without having the science to back this sort of stuff up, like we would have no credibility and sort of no one would want to work with us, whereas we've been fortunate to have some very lucky industry partners um, and partners outside of that that have only come on because of the abundance of clinical trials we've done and sort of the backgrounds of, of the team. Yeah, that's amazing. So who's Spot UV for? When I was doing some research for this interview, I was actually speaking to my partner who's a tradie and, and one of his questions was, well, I sweat a lot. <laughs> Would it work for me? So how do we know it's working? Is it waterproof? You know, Can you store it in your car? All those big questions that consumers might have. Um, who, who would the ideal person be um, Spot UV for or Spot My UV for? Yeah, so, I mean, it sounds cliche to be like, we have a product that's great for everyone. <laughs> but it's it's literally built for anyone that spends periods of time outdoors and that wears sunscreen. So people that are at high risk of sunscreen for small amounts of time, people that spend time at the beach, um, all the way through to people that work outdoors for a living. So we work with some marine biologists at the moment that, maybe out on the water for 10 hours a day. So they've got, they, they might cover up with a hat and long sleeve shirts, but you get the reflection from the water up onto you. So, yeah, we're pretty much for anyone who spends extensive time in the sun um, and who wears sunscreen. That's obviously the important thing. Like the, our spot doesn't protect you from being sunburned. It's a, it's a tool to help you use tools that are um, already um, in use. So it is in fact waterproof. So we've tested that with several little nippers clubs um, around Australia to make sure that it was sticking on and working properly. Sweat proof, correct. Um, so I mean, the skin mimicking layer factors all of this stuff in when it's telling you to reapply. And sort of where, and like, I guess, sorry, that's where the real value of something like this comes in is because it's incredibly accurate um, with the rest of your body it then allows you to, to reapply accurately. So instead of going in the water and say it's a plastic sticker, the, the sunscreen would come off it straight away and tell you to reapply straight away, whereas it might be in half an hour's time depending upon what activity you're doing. So the ability to be accurate there um, gives us, yeah, sort of a good foothold. So we, we say one spot per day, and that's purely because of the adhesive we use. So it's a hypoallergenic. Um, adhesive so for people that don't know what that is it's pretty much what all band-aids are used for so the the allergy rate to it is incredibly low so less than one percent um, have any sort of reaction to it unless they obviously have some sort of um, pre-diagnosed skin condition we've had very little to no issues with that um, yeah, you just apply the spot wherever you'll be wearing sunscreen for peace of mind and then you're off to the races. You're, you're protected and then you'll be, you'll be um, informed when you're no longer protected. 
Yeah, amazing. And what about storage? Like I know um, it's important that you don't store sunscreen in the car, for example, because the high heat will start to degrade and break it down so it's not as effective. Does this need to be stored in, in a cool environment? Is it something that people um, carry around in their handbags? Yeah, so it is something that can be carried around in your handbag, but we do on the packaging say that it should be kept under 35 degrees, I think it is. And that's purely from an adhesion point of view. So obviously high temperatures uh, consistently will have small effects on that. Um, Other than that, like we've had no trouble with them, Um, people carrying them around, people taking them to beach, even on hot days. So even if it's a day that's 37, 38, which I know it gets to in Melbourne every now and again, it's not going to have an effect on how the stick is used. So we've tested it all throughout Australia and all um, through many different conditions and we haven't found an issue with that Mm. and also I was just thinking like another application would be even for children where it's like um, increasing awareness or education about applying sunscreen and the importance of protecting your skin in the sun it's it would be a great exercise for kids to do to actually learn you know it's also something that is quite um, it's an activity-based thing. It's not just telling them on a screen. It's something that they can partake in. It can be made as a bit of a fun game of, oh, well, if your spot's gone purple, you need to reapply sunscreen. It could um, kind of challenge the or help with that challenge that parents face when trying to get their kids to cover up in the sun. Yeah, and, I mean, that's something, like you said, turn it into a game. So that's what we've we've seen without even intentionally trying to do. So it's, yeah, in the sense of the word, gamified it. So we've done trials where we've been down at the beach. We've given it to sort of 20 to 30 families to put on their kids. They'll, they'll run off, do their things, swimming, playing, kicking balls around. And then they, you find that they come back to the parents before parents have even identified that it might be close to a time to reapply sunscreen and say like mum dad I need to put on more sunscreen like spots gone purple and then they're like oh okay sure like here you go here's the bottle like reapply and then so it's not only a tool to reapply but it's also a tool to to teach children and and adults how much sunscreen is actually needed to be protected. Mm, Well I love that it's something that is just a medial type task that we know we should be doing can really, um, I can imagine that kids would love it. (laughs) Yeah, they do. And I mean, in the past, we've done some of our trials and we've had little farm animals on the stickers or racing cars and that sort of thing. So yeah, we do try and make it appeal to kids, but also to parents as well. Yeah, just because those developing ages are really the such important ages to be protecting our skin in the sun to be preventing melanoma, BCC, SCC later on in life. So uh, it's a great way to implement that. Um, Sam, what type of sunscreen should be used with um, with the spots, with the stickers specifically? Yeah, so, that, I mean, that's a question we get. we get quite a bit. Is it only our sunscreen that we can use with the spot? And we don't actually have a sunscreen. So because of the way the sticker works by block, I mean, sorry, the way sunscreen works by blocking or reflecting UV light, this means that any sunscreen will work with the sticker because the sticker is only ever activated by the UVA or UVB rays. So in that sense, if your sunscreen is working, um, working the way it should be, then the sticker will work. So to answer that in short, pretty much, yep, any sunscreen um, 
can be used. So basically, yeah, if the product is working to its standard, um, there'll be no issues. We have had in the past a few slight issues with aerosol, but that's just because of um, some of the active ingredients in that and the fact it's really, really hard to actually get the amount of sunscreen you need in aerosol. If you watch people at the beach try and put it on, you'll see how much sunscreen just blows away in the wind. Mm, yeah, I've seen some diagrams with aerosol cans and um, I'm surprised they're still on the shelves, to be honest. I think, yeah, you're finding less and less um, now because there's been a bit of a backlash with a few bad sunburns and some some reactions to it. So I think you pretty much now find some sort of pump action that sort of squirts the lotion out onto you. Um, and then, yeah, your lotions and, and zinc sticks are pretty much where it's at at the moment. Yeah. So Suncare is already answering some pretty big questions with being safe in the sun and, and how to make it, um, a, you know, a better tool, not for ju- just for children, but for athletes and tradies and people that are working outdoors. What's next for Suncare? Yeah, good question. Um, <laughs> so we're currently working on a few strategic partnerships, um, which is, yeah, obviously really exciting for us being a new company. I mean, we're being an old company in the sense that it all started about four years ago, but we've only been on market for four and a half, nearly five months now. So basically, we're trying to get these partnerships with big organisations that obviously care about this because, I mean, I think it was the Cancer Council Australia that said for every dollar in prevention, we save $3 in um, reactive treatments. So basically trying to get this product out to as many people as possible to try and change the trend of melanomas and skin cancers that we're we're finding in Australia. I mean, we're going to look to try and take things overseas um, to different markets as well. So, uh, like, skin cancers affect everyone, like, globally. So, but yeah, that's sort of what we're currently getting ready to do. Um, a US launch, which is very exciting, coming up in May. Uh, so, when the, when the snow sort of dissipates there, we'll be, <laughs> we'll be ready to go when the sun comes back out. And then also the Asian markets, which, I mean, lots of people are surprised about, but they're some of the biggest sunscreen markets in the world are, are Asian countries. So it'll be interesting for us to see how we go over there. Yeah, fascinating. And where can people find more about Spot My UV? Uh, yep, so online is generally the best place to go. So www.spotmyuv.com.au. So we've got a lot of um, frequently asked questions put up there. There's more information about the team and also if you want to buy it in, in a bricks and mortar store, we've got our stockers up on there as well. Otherwise, you can purchase through the website. Yeah, great. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on today's show. It was um, a real honour to have you and, and I think you've shared some gold with our listeners. So thank you. No worries. Thanks for having me on. Bye, Sam. Bye. Wow, what an interview. Another great interview. Sam shared with us the different types of UV emitted from the sun and the types of sunscreen and how they actually work. He also gave us some insight into a revolutionary product that alerts you when you're no longer protected and encourages people, both young and old, to be more safe in the sun in an easy and fun way. The three deeper-than-skin insights that stood out to me were number one, I love the concept of making it a game for children to reapply their sunscreen. 
in order for us to significantly reduce the risks of skin cancer later in life, being sun smart really needs to start from a young age and Spot My UV is a brilliant way to encourage and support this. Number two, many of us aren't wearing enough sunscreen. We need a shot glass or more. Have you ever actually measured how much sunscreen you're applying? I think it would be a great family fun activity to get the shot glass out and start measuring up just so you know how much you actually need to apply. And number three, well, this is more a recommendation than a skin insight. We've had a few interviews based around the importance of being sun safe in an attempt to reduce the risk of skin cancer. And as part of an education campaign, Suncare put together a series of videos that shows the face of skin cancer. These are interviews, and I've added the link in the show notes. They are real, they are raw, and I highly recommend that you go and watch these and share them with those that you love. Just be warned that you're going to need tissues. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I look forward to bringing you more episodes with the Heal Thy Skin podcast. Make sure you leave a review, share it with your friends and subscribe to the show so that you can get alerts of new episodes. Bye for now. Are you feeling disempowered or confused about your skin? You can now join the Derm Health Co. Insider community to learn about your skin, connect with others in the community and find specialised practitioners to feel empowered on your skin health journey so you can face the world faster. Whether you are experiencing a long-standing skin condition, recent disease, injury, trauma or niggling skin question, there is a place for you at Derm Health Co. And the best part is that as a Derm Health Co. Insider, your membership is absolutely free. So jump online at dermhealth.co and join today. I look forward to seeing you on the inside.